Yo, welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live. We're your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution, the current breaking news, culture, manic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Incredibly bullish news. Bit of hopium. Definitely bit of hopium. You can't say it's not hopium, but holy cow, you have Adam Back and Michael Saylor very close in very close proximity time-wise, both making the case for $10 million Bitcoin. So that's what we're going to cover during the news. But during the culture segment, that's what I'm really excited for. We have the awesome, the awesome team from the Bitcoin trading card. So we're going to talk a lot about that. I'm sure you guys have been seeing that on the interwebs on Twitter. So many awesome cards dropping the design. So we're going to get into the process behind all, behind all of that. We have the whole team. This is going to be the biggest Simply Bitcoin episode in history. And when I mean biggest, that means the amount of people that are coming on the show today live. We've never had this many people before. It's a live show. Anything could happen. Let's roll with it. Let's do it. So let's start bringing on all our guests. We have the founder. How you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Doing great. Thank you for having me. Excited. And of course, thanks, man. Thanks for joining us. We have AC. How you doing, AC? Hi, I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having us. Super excited. We, thank you for joining us. We have Murdoch Media. How you doing, buddy? Good morning. Doing well. You guys think nice I'm done? Here. There's more people. Carla, how you doing, Carla? Welcome to the show. Hey, good. How are you? Thanks for having us. You guys still think I'm done? We got more. Brandon, welcome to the show. And of course. Last but last but not least, my awesome co-host, always optimistic, Optimus Fields. How you doing, Opti? <laughs> Yo, this is this is awesome. Look, this is our party, bro. Look, look at, at this team. Look at look at what's going on, guys. Let us know in the chat what you think. This is gonna be fun. We're experimenting. This is a live show. Hope you guys enjoy it. Anyways, Opti, you have a little bit more details about what we're gonna cover in the culture. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna talk all things BTC or Bitcoin trading cards. We're gonna, you know, you know me. I'm I'm very big on trying to find ways to better orange pill people, try to get Bitcoin into the mainstream culture. And if you guys were at Pacific Bitcoin, I think every one of you guys got a pack of trading cards. And I think this is part of the effort of just how do we get the Bitcoin signal in as many ways as possible in front of as many people as possible. And I think this is part of that effort. So we'll talk about Basically, you know, what the idea was behind this, uh, you know, what the trading cards actually are. And then you guys tagged us on Twitter and said you guys have some announcements and stuff. So, you know, we're breaking stuff on the show. So we'll get right into that in the culture, Nico. But uh, I think we're all waiting for the Nico Jones stuff today. We want the hopium, bro. Come on. Come on. The hopium is coming, but I want to take advantage of all our guests. Right. And I also don't want to waste their time either. So, guys, normally we do the news first. We're going to do the numbers. We're going to jump straight into the culture. And then we're going to get into into the breaking news. What is what is, what is Sailor talking about? It's going to be a great show. Really looking forward to it. But anyways, anyways, everybody, let's get some numbers. Let's do this. The Bitcoin numbers brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. 
All right, everybody, I also want to tell you about Bitcoin 2023. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference in the world, hosted in sunny, sunny Miami Beach, Florida, May 18th through the 20th, 2023. You could take advantage of the promo code SIMPLY to get a 10% discount on your tickets. The future of Bitcoin starts at Bitcoin 2023. Let's take a look at some of the speakers because the speaker list is absolutely crazy. You have Arthur Hayes, Michael Siller, Jack Maulers. You have Casey, he's the creator of Ordinals, whether you you know whether you like it or not. That's that's really cool that he's going. You have Alex Gladstein, Preston Pitch, Pish, I always mess up pronunciations, Stacey Herbert, Greg Foss, Matt O'Dell, Lynn Alden, and many, many more. You definitely don't want to miss this Bitcoin celebration. Anyways, at the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 24,435 SAS per dollar, 4,092 block height, 777,665 reachable Bitcoin nodes, 15,016 blocks to the halving, 62,325 having estimate April 22nd, 2024 total lightning network capacity, 5,356 Bitcoin capacity value, 130 million US dollars and the realized monetary inflation 1.76% opti that is so weird because it keeps going up then it keeps going down I don't know what's going on there what's Clark Moody doing over there what is Clark Moody doing over there and the market capitalization of Bitcoin 471 billion dollars with a B in the grand scheme of things Bitcoin is still a tiny baby anyways everybody I want to talk about what was happening in Canada not too long ago. But before I play the video, I want to read you guys a response by Nunchuck, right? You guys remember this epic response to the Canadian government when retroactively made it illegal to donate to the Canadian Freedom Truckers protest. And this was their response when the Canadian government asked for information in regards to the people that they're their customers, the people that were using the Nunchuck wallet. It says, we, they said, we do not collect any user identification information beyond email addresses. We also do not hold any keys. Therefore, we cannot freeze our users' assets. We cannot prevent, fr prevent them from being moved. We do, not have, we do not have knowledge of the existence, nature, value, location of our users' assets. This is by design. Quote, please look up how self-custody and private keys work. The letter continued. When the Canadian dollar becomes worthless, we will be here to serve you too. Anyways, I want to play to you. Uh, uh, I want to play you this video that was recent released by a member of the Canadian government. If you guys remember her, right? I think her name, her last name was Friedland, and she was responsible for the initial announcement of the retroactive banning of being able to donate to the truckers' protest. Not to mention the freezing of certain Canadians' accounts based on their political viewpoints, which is a very, very scary world if that's where we're, if that's the direction we're heading in. Anyways, let's play the video and then we'll get everyone's take on it. Um, yeah, so look, when it comes to the financial measures, I think the most important thing uh, to start with is, as the Prime Minister just said, Justice Rouleau's conclusion, which was, and I'm gonna read it, um, it was a powerful tool to discourage participation and to incentivize protesters to leave. I am satisfied that it played a meaningful role in shrinking the footprint of the protests and in doing so made a meaningful contribution to resolving the public order emergency. That is his broad conclusion on the economic measures. 
it's what we believed at the time. And I'm really glad that having looked at this so carefully, Justice Rouleau agrees. I would also add that what was so important for us in putting in place these economic measures was our overriding objective, of course, was to end the illegal blockades and occupation. It was to do so without violence, without anyone being hurt. And the economic measures were a tool that really helped make that happen. On the specific question about unfreezing accounts, Justice Rulo also points out a couple of things. He points out that on February 21st, an order issued a statement from the RCMP effectively instructed that all accounts be unfrozen. Of course, when the measures were lifted on February 23rd, they were unfrozen. And he also pointed out in his own report that work was done urgently at the time and was being done between the government and law enforcement bodies and banks to ensure that there was a process in place to unfreeze the accounts. So all of that was happening. As the Prime Minister said, in the very horrible event that this ever has to happen again, for sure, there are some lessons for us. Thank you. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Um, talk about gaslighting. Uh, they, you know, I love how they referred to freezing people's account as an economic measure. And at the very, very end, she basically admitted to a mistake. Like we would, we would do things differently. But I think the case that Bitcoiners would say, and another thing also is, the government is determining what is a pro what is a viable protest and what is not a viable protest. And the way that she basically said we are incentivizing people not to protest by freezing their bank accounts. Is that a route that you want that we want as a society to be heading in? Is that do we want these powerful bureaucratic elites to getting to pick and choose, getting to decide what protest is OK, what protest is not OK? I think she was scared. I, I, I sense fear at the very end. I think that they understood that they went too far. But my question for all of you is, look, now that you have a technology that allows you to take self-custody of your wealth without fear of debasement or wealth confiscation based on your own political beliefs, why not use that technology? Why not take away the ability for the government to do that in the first place? And again, like personally, on an individual level, I, you know, I stand by the truckers. I think that their protest was justified. But I also acknowledge that that is my own political belief system. As a Bitcoiner, though, I believe in Bitcoin and Bitcoin. You have to be OK with your worst enemy, even people that completely disagree with you on a political level using your money. And there's nothing you could do about it. And I really believe the world would be a much better place than a bunch of bureaucrats deciding who is entitled to use money and who is not entitled to use money. That's my take on that. And the, 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 like, it was pump, like the pompousness to be, to think that, Hey, we have the ability to control people by, you know, so-called economic measures. Basically that's just a very fancy way dressing up a pig of saying we have the ability to freeze people's money if we don't like what they have to say. 
You know, that's what she was saying, you know, and she was kind of walking it back at the end. But I don't trust her not to do the same thing once again. Anyways, uh, we have a lot of people, so I'm just going to do a roundtable. Any guy, if anyone, just feel free to jump in on what your thoughts. I mean, and then I'd we'll like get- to start with Murdoch. He's Canadian, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's, go, let's go with Murdoch. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, yeah, when basically that announcement happened, uh, I definitely got a lot more bullish than I already was uh, on Bitcoin. And shortly after those uh, uh Announcements were made and they started freezing accounts. Uh, I've since started deleveraging my TFSA, so I have none of that left. It's all over in Bitcoin now, uh, which is equivalent to like your Roth IRA, I think is the equivalent. Uh, and yeah, let's go coin. Let's go Bitcoin. Absolutely. Yeah, because it, it made you lose confidence in the system yeah. itself. Anyone else want to jump in? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, lad. So, I mean, I, for me, the biggest one that, that caught me in that speech, it, let alone what happened, is when she said this is a nonviolent way to uh, to stop the protesters. I mean, freezing people's bank accounts, the, the amount of maybe not um, bodily harm that it does directly, but the, the violence that comes from that. I mean, I, I'd almost rather be kicked in the face than have uh, my funds frozen where I can't make my mortgage payment and feed my kids or whatever it might come down to with that. So if, for me, when that happened, it was just that um, the start of the CBDC and like with PayPal and all the different ways they're doing it, this this is the start and this is why Bitcoin is important for everyone on earth and like you said bitcoin we we don't care about what other people think everyone has the right this is all about freedom and everyone in their own way needs to understand that bitcoin is the ability for them to have their own opinion so it definitely was an eye-opener across the board 2020 2021 if people didn't start to wake up from that maybe the kick in the face is what we need a hundred percent, right? If you if you're not awakened to to this at this point, what else is going to awaken you? You know, it's it's uh, it's interesting to say the least. Anyone else want to jump in? I was just going to say that um, you said it right on. You said it gaslighting. Anytime there's gaslighting that's happening, there's guilt. You know, they're projecting something that they know they're guilty of. I'd love to see a video of her talking, and then her nose just keeps growing. And growing and growing, <laughs> someone to a- animate that. So it it, it kind of was. I, I saw it. It just, it just you, you could see it, like out of the corner of your eye. Her her, her nose just kept just kept getting bigger and bigger. Carla, Brandon, you guys want to j- yeah. jump in? Yeah, I think the 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 telling sentence was at the end. Her just saying, "Hey, lessons were learned." And to your point, Nico, I mean, it's yeah, they're going to do it again, right? Like they we live in a world where. It's government. The rights come from government now, apparently not not from God, not from above and rights come from government. And they know that they know most people have grown up for the last 110 years in this fiat inflationary Federal Reserve system where government just tells you what to do and, and people just roll over and, and don't say anything. So it just they're, they're showing their hands. They're continued to double down on, on that so that we know it's going to happen. And the same thing with money. Money is comes from value creation, comes from the private sector, comes from people not from government. So money is not fiat. It doesn't come from government. Rights don't come from government. And, and those two kind of shelling points are the reason we have so many problems in society and people just roll over 
and don't ask questions. Well, they come from the government. Money comes from the government. It's printed from the government. Rights come from the government. And they just don't question. That's why so many of us, Bitcoiners, sit here. We understand the, the beginnings. We understand the founding documents. We understand for, uh, nature's law and first principles. And, and so we get it, but the average person doesn't. And, and they're about to, like, as Aladdin said, they're about to get kicked in the face in the coming years. 100%. 100%. I completely agree with you. Carla, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of touched on everything. I mean, it's just once we get to this point in the government, we got to wake up, right? I mean, this is getting ridiculous. And if this doesn't wake people up, I'm not sure really what will. It's, it's really scary watching that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Opti, why don't you chime in and then we'll get to the culture and talk about some Bitcoin trading cards. Yeah, for sure. But first off, yo, shouts out to Brandon. He's always in the spaces. I didn't recognize you till you started ranting. Like, what's up, dog? <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh, first and foremost, uh, shouts out to the Chad Nunchuck response. Like, I, that's going to go down as one of the classic, classic letters from any company in the Bitcoin space. But back to the video. Um, did I hear this correctly? Like, was this lady literally bragging about squashing the trucker protest? Like, I don't know about you, but that's like kind of what I heard. And then furthermore, we say this all the time. I think we've gotten to the point where the powers that be are like so arrogant and detached from reality that they're saying the quiet part out loud. Like we talk about it as Bitcoiners all the time about how economics is used to, uh, you know, squash violence. And like this is economics being used as a warfare. And they're like, oh, you know, like we didn't hurt anyone. It's like uh, I'd argue cutting people off from their money is actually hurting people. You know, you're literally starving people. But hey, you know, I'm just a crazy Bitcoiner. Like the double speak is absolutely absolutely insane and then just imagine if you gave these people the power of of uh, ushering in a cbdc someone said in the chat like the u.s canada they're all angling towards a cbdc and like this is exactly what they want to do and i loved uh i think it was aladdin who said it or I, i'm probably saying this wrong your name bro sorry yeah, anyways cool anyways i love how you how you framed it um Bitcoin gives you the the right to have an opinion. And we're getting into this world right now where everyone's afraid of being able to speak the truth, talk the truth, because they know that there is going to be consequences in the world like this, cutting you off from your money, you know, canceling you. And this is the beauty of Bitcoin. You know, it's freedom money for a reason. And uh, no one can shut you off the Bitcoin network as long as you are taking your Bitcoin into self-custody and you're avoiding the on and off ramps. Like this is the beauty of Bitcoin and this is the world that terrifies the unproductive parasite class. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, everybody, let's get to the culture. We got a lot to talk about. I can't we I can't I want to I want to know all the details about these cards. Let's check it out. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, guys, I want to tell you about BitBlock Boom. It's going to be the biggest Bitcoin conference in Austin, Texas, August 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 2023. It's not a shitcoin, NFT, or blockchain events. They talk about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and more Bitcoin. Get your tickets now. Take advantage of the promo code SIMPLYBITCOIN. Get a discount to BitBlock Boom. Also, you want to check out Unconfiscatable, these awesome Bitcoin conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. Also, a poker tournament, which I came in eighth place, first time playing a poker tournament. Can't believe it. Out of 100 people, holy cow. You don't want to miss it. 
Bitcoin conference and poker tournament. Speaker list includes Tone Vase, Adam Back, Jack Mollers, Greg Foss, and many, many more. You can take advantage of the promo code SIMPLY10 to get a big discount on to Unconfiscatable. Anyways, Opti, what are we what are we gonna talk about today? All right, guys. So as you can see, we have the whole team here from uh the Bitcoin trading company or card uh and this is kind of back to what I talk about consistently. I've been going hard on this message lately. It's the idea of trying to get Bitcoin in as many ways as possible and as many forms as possible so that we can spread the Bitcoin culture or signal into popular culture. And uh, I know a lot of us that were, again, I keep referencing the Pacific Bitcoin Conference because this is the first time that I saw them. And there was a lot of joking going on, like, yo, do we keep these mint or do we open them up? And I'm instantly like opening them up, like, yo, I need to see what kind of cards I got. But anyways, uh, I don't know who wants to jump in. Maybe it's Aladdin as the, the creator, but what's the, what's the idea behind the Bitcoin trading cards? And then uh, we'll, we'll jump into a little more topics afterwards. All right. Yeah. Um, the main reason I started Bitcoin trading cards was I, I couldn't shut up about Bitcoin since 2016. When I found it, I tried to orange pill every single person I could find. Um, even when I'm standing in line at the bank, that's my favorite time to try and orange pill everybody standing in line. So the fact that I can't shut up about it, I was able to get a, a shit ton of feedback from everybody on the different approaches that really worked and, and a lot of approaches that didn't. So one of the biggest things I found is it's the orange pill. Actually, there's a shit ton of red pill that comes into it because for me, I've noticed it's more important to, to get them to understand the why Bitcoin more than how Bitcoin works. So in order for them to understand the why, it goes back to like what we were just talking about with the trucker protests. If they need to understand all of the different um, Im implications that are going on right now um, with the Fed and the history of money, um, Safedine's book was amazing. That just breaks down the history of money. And if you take your time to read that book, then you're going to understand exactly why we need Bitcoin. So the main point with that is there's a shit ton of red pill that goes into orange pilling somebody. And that's not fun. Um, the majority of people, ignorance is bliss. Uh, cognitive dissonance is strong. And they really don't want to be bombarded with a bunch of uh, toxic hardcore information on why the world is so screwed up and why you need Bitcoin. So how do we approach people, uh, the general public, and give them that information without pushing them away, without it being um, overboard for them and getting them to take the time to listen? So we got to make Bitcoin fun. And if there's a fun way to explain what the Federal Reserve is, and this is, in my opinion, the closest that I could find to to producing that for somebody and then breaking down monetary history that's usually not a really fun subject for people that aren't bitcoiners so i, I created originally 10 categories that break all these down we've got the the tyranny category that explains what communism is what is um, a dictatorship things that you would imagine the general public gets but because of the mainstream media <clears throat> excuse me giving their rendition of all of these uh, the majority of people don't know that's why i so many people think that socialism is a good thing so breaking all of these subjects down in a really fun way with these trading cards it 
is a subliminal orange pill. So people are going to collect these cards because they're fun, they're collectible. Trading cards has been an amazing, one of the best collectibles for over 150 years. So in the general public so far, getting these out, I've got so many people that have grabbed these cards. They love them, the artwork, they're fun. Um, What can I do with these cards? And then before you know it, they're calling me back and they're going, hey, Um, I started reading a couple of these cards. Can you tell me more about this? So we're working on a website where they could scan the QR code. It'll take them to the website and on on the back of that card, the QR code, and then they can learn more about these subjects. So it's really just a very fun and simple flashcard way to get the general public into Bitcoin. And then we have a lot more really fun things that we're throwing in it we can talk about in a bit. That was the main purpose of starting this is I'm on a mission to orange pill as many people as possible. And I do think that if if I can't approach it in a really fun way for them, then I'm not going to I'm not going to win nowhere near as much as I can if, if we can make it fun. Absolutely love it. Uh, wait, trading cards. So what is this like physical NFTs? Like what are these trading card things? No, no, I'm just, I'm just joking. Um, anyone can jump in on this one. How has the orange pill been going with this project? Uh, are you, I know you kind of mentioned it, but are you getting a good reception with people? Do people, uh, you know, like, is there like a game that comes out of this or what? We just trading Pokemon cards here. You know, I'm a Pokemon card kid. So I'm, I'm learning. Let's let Alani uh, throw. She's she's got some great experience with with uh, how this orange pill in a pack has been working so far when it comes to the general public. I love her stories on it, so we'll let her take this one. Yeah, kind of real quick. My history, of course, I met him at uh, Pacific Bitcoin and at the conference, and I bought a pack one for myself and two for my god kids. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Plus, I want to support uh, Bitcoiners, right? And so anyways, I come home the next morning and the Pacific Bitcoin conference is on a Friday. And that morning I had my coffee and I'm like, hey, let me just open up my packs. Well, I was so mind blown with the artwork that I saw, the information on the back that unfortunately, let's just say my God kids never got their two packs. (laughs) I opened it, went to the conference and just got all up in Aladdin's face. Like, what is happening? What is this? Um, I can't get enough, like, and I'm mind blown because I don't understand the trading world. I do better now. Um, I'm a collect, my husband and I were collectors, records, art, you know, so it just started making sense, you know, with the cards. Um, fast forward to about three weeks ago, I think it was two or three weeks ago, I had family that came in town. I'm really close with my family. Um, there's some of my best friends and like a lot of people, Bitcoiners out there, just because you're close with your family doesn't mean that they want to talk about Bitcoin and not that they were ever opposed to talk about it, but it's just, you know, sometimes, you know, who wants to talk about it. So, um, again, I've talked about it with my family before, but, you know, we've all shared exchanging of the things that we're investing in. Um, but this time around, um, my cards were on the table and my husband started talking to my brother and just showing like, oh, yeah, look what Alani's a part of and check this out. Well, they got so intrigued. Um, we sat on the couch and they were looking at the cards. We literally started reading the cards, the information on the back of the cards out loud. And there was even questions that they had legit amazing questions that, you know, I even got stuck because I'm in this bubble, you know, in this Bitcoin world. But I haven't really stepped out to have that one-on-one action. So there were questions that I know the answer, but how do I articulate it? And I literally 
took one of the back, I go, oh, that's a good question. Well, here, let's read. And I was able to read to them that broke it down clearly better than what I could break it down. And um, from there, it just, it was really cool to see them so intrigued. Of course, they're celebrating because they're happy for me, but then they got interested and then they had to go away from out of town. Then they came back and they ended up buying a box. And again, you know, I don't know if they're buying Bitcoin yet, but you know, the fact that they went and bought a whole box and we opened the cards together on a live stream, um, they got back, um, they live in Northern Idaho and we did a live stream together. And, you know, I was able to join them opening these cards, talking about Bitcoin, talking about the cards. He's like, oh yeah, I've been learning about this too when it comes to Federal Reserve or some of the other educational information that's in there that's not just about Bitcoin, but our monetary system. So it was really cool. And then my nephews, he was telling his, his uh, my nephews are in their 20s, you know, he was telling them about it. So they're intrigued with it too. So it's just a great avenue, a great way to start a conversation. Now, what they do from there, that's up to any and everybody. But the fact that I can start this conversation, I can go to work and I give I, you know, I put these cards in, not in these nice thick packs, but I just go and go, here you go. This card right here talks about that there's only 21 million Bitcoin. This is easy to hand to somebody and them going, huh, wow, cool art. You know what they do with it or they start conversations. It's a, sorry, I live in downtown LA, so <laughs> there's sirens, but um, that's what I love about it. And that's what's been happening. And I've even noticed my confidence um, being boosted from, these these beautiful cards and um it's easy to share with people so absolutely it's been fun. It. really exciting opti so do you do you would you I guys would you guys happen to have a card that we could show everybody on screen you could pick anyone you would you would like <laughs> i have like some in front yeah, of me oh there we go there we go Oh, check out this guy. Tone Vase. Who's that? Good choice. Tone messaged me this morning. He said that you guys were, he was excited that you guys were coming on. Uh, By the way, um, it's number 38 out of 100. Hi, Tone. (gasps) And then I got this guy right here. Who's that? No, it's, 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 it's Max Kaiser himself. Max Kaiser. Can I flex real quick? I got number 43 out of 100. Hey. <laughs> and then last but not least, I have not announced it to our uh, our our uh, pack stackers, but I pulled this guy right here. Legendary. How finny. How finny, you guys. Uh, and I'll flex real quick. I got 59 out of 100. It's so fun, but really great. Wow. Great, amazing guys that have impacted and, you know, what we have today in Bitcoin. So Absolutely. Never had the pleasure of meeting Hal. But uh, but Tone and Max, man, legends, absolute legends. Anyways, Opti, see, see you have something pulled well, up. Well, everyone was asking in the chat uh, if they can get more. And I looked at the website and they're all sold out. But I saw that you guys have this geyser fund. So uh, let the people know. Are, are we going to get some more cards soon? What's going on with you guys? And then I, I don't know if this is part of your guys' announcements. But you guys tagged me on Twitter saying you guys got some special announcements. So we can get into all that. Excellent. Yeah. So we, we sold out in under three months. It was incredible because we haven't done any marketing other than just let the community market it for us. Uh, I want the quality of what we're doing to speak for itself. So no paid promotions, none of that shit. It's just put out an amazing product and let it speak for itself. 
So to sell out in under three months is just insane um, with a marketing strategy like that. Um, what's left of series one? So we do have Bitcoin Magazine that reserved 21 boxes before we sold out. So here, I think in about a week or less, Bitcoin Magazine will have uh, remaining 21 boxes and then they will have those up for sale. You can buy those through, uh, I believe, BitcoinMagazine.com. And then we have some boxes uh, we put in cold storage of Series 1 and, and we will be dropping those in different ways. But other than that, yeah, Series 1 is gone. Um, the big announcements. So we have been beyond blessed over just the last couple of weeks have been insane. But the first one we put out on Twitter uh, maybe a month ago was the, the legendary Tone Vase. Um, we don't put anyone in the pack unless we get 100% approval and get the blessing, everything. So you're not going to find people. There. Obviously, we couldn't reach Hal, but I think um, he needed to be highlighted, period. So having him in the first series it's just it had to been done but when it comes to anybody else living that we have in the community then yeah if we don't get their total blessing then we don't put them in the pack um having tone in there once he got involved uh, he jumped in and became an advisor which is just insane to have tone as an advisor it was amazing then we stepped it up from there we've got bob burnett from uh barefoot mm -hmm. Mining, and he's been helping me out actually before i launched and just an, an insane amount of help and advice I've been getting from Bob. His wife, Lola, here's, here's quite an announcement. Um, his wife, Lola, is a professional bodybuilder. She's been working out for the last three months, building up for Series 2, and she is going to be the, the mother Satoshi. So she did a photo shoot uh, last week, and we are building off of that photo shoot and doing something absolutely magical and incredible for her card, which will be the Mother Satoshi or the Satoshi card to represent um, the Mother Satoshi. Uh, this is going to be really, really fun with that one. And Bob is also one of our advisors. Another huge announcement is we've got Brady Swenson that has reached out to me and he is helping us out dramatically. And we are beyond blessed to have Brady as our third advisor, which is just I mean, amazing. So, I mean, those to me is the biggest announcements because I, I know what that's going to do for this project and, and how much we're going to be able to build off of that and their feedback and advice moving forward. I just we're so blessed. Um, another huge one is the team that is with us right now. Uh, we've this has been a, a project I've been working on for four years since the bear market in 2018. Uh, built through all of the bear, got into the bowl and was nowhere near prepared because I just needed to draw in as much feedback as possible. I started doing uh, Bitcoin consulting in 2020, um, going out and doing some speeches locally and just reaching out to as many. Uh, non-coiners as possible so that I could fill up my booklet of non-stop feedback of you suck, this is great, and put all of that into these cards. Because if I didn't have that, then I'm just winging it. And I really, after the first two and a half years, the last thing I wanted to do was wing it. So it's been a shit ton of work coming out with this thing and moving forward with the potential that I think this has, not just for the Bitcoin community, but for the world when it comes to this subliminal orange pill, I had to put together an amazing team. You can see uh, with us today, the Brady Bunch that we have, um, this is my amazing team we're putting together, beyond blessed, uh, just gonna give us the ability to step it up like never before. And 
I've never had a team so amazingly epic in every way. Everyone brings their own special qualities, skills, opinions that are going to like push this thing to a whole nother level. So incredibly stoked on that. And I get Go ahead. Go ahead. So the last big uh, announcement, well, at least one of many, but this is the last one I'll throw on there. <laughs> let, let us get moving. Um, series two. So we're in talks with Bitcoin Magazine. We haven't got the final how hardcore we are going to bring it, but I can tell you we are definitely going to be at Miami Bitcoin. Um, we're going to bring it incredibly hard. Series two will be dropping at Miami Bitcoin, and we are going to push these commemorative packs like you've never seen before. Um, Swan is the most special company in the world to me. They've got the most special place in my heart for giving me the ability to drop there before we'd even done our proof of work so love swan those packs are going to be the most legendary packs ever what we're stepping into for series two and miami bitcoin um, these packs are going to be insane and the scarcity is going to be on point so series two only twenty-one thousand packs being one of the scarcest packs ever done in a trading card project the lineup that we have for series two it's called fud busters and we will be busting the FUD that the mainstream media puts on Bitcoin. Uh, that those are the questions the general public has for you. We're going to have the cards to answer them. And Ooh. the warriors inside this next series, the lineup is insane. We've also added Bitcoin athletes as another category. Uh, the Bitcoin artists is completely on point. So we're drawing in some of the best Bitcoin artists from the whole Bitcoin community absolutely epic i will drop one name because i am so fired up about this name i just am beside myself we have a new category it's called freedom fighters so whether you are a bitcoin warrior or you are a freedom fighter you have a spot in this pack because that's what bitcoin is all about is the freedom so i was able to reach out and actually have a personal one-on-one -on -one with the g edward griffin and he actually said, send me some packs. This is awesome. I shipped out G. Edward Griffin packs. So G. Edward Griffin is a pack stacker, which is like, I mean, shit. You can't get any more epic than that. The guy's in his 90s, and he's like, put me in a fucking pack. So G. Edward Griffin, with his approval and his blessing, is going to be in one of the first freedom fighters in Series 2. Legendary. Now, is, now I'm feeling FOMO. I shouldn't have opened my cards. Dang. Uh, hey, you have Greg. cards? I, I don't yeah, have we cards. Got, we got them at Pacific Bitcoin, and I opened them. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I need to see what's inside of them, and now I should have kept them mint, wrecked. I, yeah, the, the FOMO is real. The FOMO is real. Guys, where where could people find these cards if they're interested in in getting getting themselves the second drop? So the, the best place is the website for now. And I know it, it's a it's a Shopify, so bear with me. We do have two amazing Bitcoiners out of the UK that are building us uh, insane website. And that will be a Bitcoin-only payments website. And then if you want to pay with your dirty fiat, then we're going to direct you over to Shopify. But the main website will be dropping soon. Um, Bitcoin Magazine, if you want to be able to get any of this series, is going to be the way to go. And then we will be dropping little secret boxes here and there, um, what we will be pulling out of cold storage. 
but for series two, um, we're hoping to be able to have a nice amount of them at Miami Bitcoin. And we will be doing pre-orders. So if you really want to get in on the pre-orders and have your best chance of doing that, check out our Twitter and go to the Telegram. We have over 221 people in the Telegram right now. The Telegram group is insane. Everyone's sharing. We have a secondary marketplace that's running right now. But Brady is actually helping us out and we are building our own eBay style secondary marketplace for these trading cards so that we can do these peer to peer transactions and bring the community together and get back to the original trading um, fuck leverage <laughs> trade trading cards. And this is a peer to peer amazing way to collaborate and, and make friends in Bitcoin. Um, you'll just see from the Telegram group, the most amazing group of people. We got Brady in there. We got Tone Vays in there. Everyone's sharing cards, sharing memes and stories. It's incredibly fun. And that's where you're going to get the best chance to really get some uh, some secret ins on these trading cards. So we call them the pack stackers. And if you really want to have the ability to get some of these cards before anybody else and get extra special things we don't offer to anybody else. The Telegram group is such an amazing community that we we put them first. They're, they're just that incredible. And then, then we throw it on Twitter, then we throw it on everywhere else. But you'll see, if you get in there and check this group out, you'll see why we give them the top priority before we go anywhere. Else. How do people how do people get into this Telegram group? So just go to our Twitter account and then there's a link right there um, underneath Bitcoin or it's BTC underscore cards and right there on our, tele our telegrams in our bio. And you'll see that everyone that's jumped in so far has been just ecstatic. It's incredibly fun. Group. Super sick. All right. We're getting peer pressure from the audience and to put you guys on the spot. Will there be a Simply Bitcoin, Nico and Opti Jones trading card? <laughs> I, think, I think we're definitely going to have to do that. So series two, we go to print. In a couple of days. So um, we did have uh, Alex jump in. He, he was on fire and he hopped. So there's another one we'll drop for you guys. Uh, we will have Alex in the Cafe Bitcoin in series two. So you guys, if, if you want to be in series three, let's lock All it in. All right, right guys, you need, word, you need to meme them. Meme them to death. <laughs> meme them to death. We, simply Bitcoin is getting in the series three. Hopefully, hopefully. That, that's Any, Warriors versus Villains. Oh, yeah. so you, got, you know you want to be in that one. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you so much for for joining us during the culture. Uh, I'm gonna go around around the around the the wheel or whatever. I don't know what it's called. Uh, Aladdin, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, BTC underscore cards. AC, what about you? I'm at AC underscore six one six. Murdoch, Murdoch Media. Where can people find you? Uh, on, on Twitter, uh, Murdoch underscore media, and that's spelled M-U-R-D-A-W-K. Awesome. Underscore media. Carla, what about you? I'm at Carla Hoddle, and I'm Carla with a K. Carla with a K, and Brandon. You can find me in these spaces, hanging out with all these guys generally. Brandon underscore Gentile, G-E-N-T-I-L-E. Hell yeah. Thank you guys all for joining us. If you guys want to hang around for the Michael Saylor bit during the news segment, feel free to stay in. Anyways, everybody, let's get to the Thank news. You. Let's do this. Thank you. Cheers. The Daily News.
brought to you by Blockstream Jade, built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air-gapped Bitcoin transactions. Scan and display QR codes directly on the device to sign transactions and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as the Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, and Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. All right, everybody. Oh, it looks like we got we got a couple people staying in. Anyways, let's check out. Oh, Aladdin's here, too. We got a full house. We're going to go through <laughs> the Sailor News together. Oh, wait, let's try to make this full screen. Here we go. All right, everybody. So many, 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 many years ago, Hal Finney originally made the case for a $10 million Bitcoin. I'm going to read this legendary passage. Speaking of Hal Finney, you saw that Hal Finney trading card. Anyways, let's get to it. It's interesting that the system can be configured to only allow a certain maximum number of coins ever to be generated. I guess the idea is that the amount of work needed to generate a new coin will become more difficult as time goes by. One immediate problem with any new currency is how to value it. Even ignoring the practical problem that virtually no one will accept it, at first, there is still a difficulty in coming up with reasonable argument in favor of a particular non-zero value for coins. As an amusing thought experiment, imagine that Bitcoin is successful and becomes the dominant payment system in use throughout the world. Then the total value of the currency should be equal to the total value of all the wealth in the world. Current estimates of total worldwide household wealth that I have found range from 100 trillion to 300 trillion with a with 20 million coins that gives each coin a value of about 10 million US dollars. This was when this was a very, very long time ago. As Adam Back pointed out, he said it in early 2009. How Finney was truly, truly ahead of his time. Anyways, it's not also how Finney. This was a recent uh, thread dropped by no other than Adam Back himself. He goes on to say, earlier, early this year, I was curious of the claim Bitcoin 2x per year on average. It checks. The decade January 2013 to December 2022, Bitcoin went up 2.036x a year, 1,200% in a decade or 1,200x in a decade. If that continues... We'll cross $10 million Bitcoin and a $200 trillion market cap by the end of the next two halvings, about nine years. $200 trillion is Hal Finney's 2009 Bitcoin market cap prediction number. It's a lot. This places a significant part of the store of value premiums in bonds, real estate monetary premium, gold, 6 to 40, stock portfolios, etc. Some think adoption will slow. Derivatives reduce volatility. I'm not sure about the adoption slowing, nor the volatility reducing. There are other factors. The new cycle, people who learn to hodl sack, who over time make it their mission to buy and cold store a, a much Bitcoin as, as possible, even restoring, resorting to leverage. Adoption could have hyper-Bitcoinization spurts where rapid viral adoption nukes a weak currency in a hyper-inflationary frenzy and domino crash 20 bottom-tier currencies, People get pragmatic, adapt fast if they see fiat melting, a rush of others protecting savings via Bitcoin. Also, bear in mind, Bitcoin does not have to absorb anywhere near $100 trillion to reach that market cap due to relative relative thin trading and hodl slash cold storage investors. 
if Bitcoin really gets moving, it will become harder to, to get anyone to sell and have to pry it out of their cold wallet. So that was Adam Backstake. We went from Hal Finney predicting this, a legendary Hal Finney back in 2009. And you have Adam, you know, putting his hat in the ring in on February 12, 2023. But really, really, the one that was the most compelling to me, of course, I love how I love I love out of back is someone like Michael Saylor. And the reason it's the most compelling to me is you have to understand Saylor's position. Saylor is the head of a public company. So when he goes on Twitter and say and says something, he's responsible. There's a lot more. There's a lot more people for him to answer to. Right. So that's why it's interesting that Michael Saylor tweeted this. Now, Michael Saylor didn't directly say a number. He didn't directly make a promise, but he definitely linked a, a Substack article by Jesse Myers. He goes by Crossus Bitcoin on, on Bitcoin Twitter, and he goes on to say Bitcoin is competing against gold, collectibles, art, equities, real estate, bonds and money as a store of value in the 21st century. Crosses BTC analyzes the opportunity and makes a compelling case for $10 million per Bitcoin. Now, it's really interesting. You have to keep in mind, right? Adam Back, we all know that Adam Back is a hardcore Bitcoin maxi like the rest of us. So for Adam Back to say this, it's not surprising, right? It's something that I would say, right? But you have to understand Michael Saylor being the figurehead of a public company, you know, he's responsible to his shareholders. He has a lot more eyeballs. He has a lot more people to answer to potentially the SEC, right? So for him to go out and link this type of article, I think is a very, very big statement. So I got to take a look at the article. Obviously, we don't have enough time on the show. It, went, it ran a little bit late today, but I wanted to read you some pieces that I, that I found interesting. The name of the article is Bitcoin's Full Potential Valuation goes on to say, everyone gets caught in the weeds. We hear about Bitcoin and we question the details, then spend a great deal of energy exploring whether the multi multitude of projects claiming to be better than Bitcoin are the real deal. After several hours of research, the answers appear to be yes. After thousands of hours of research, the invariable conclusion is unequivocally no. But, but pondering in all these details, we fail to take a step back and ask a few big questions that really matter. First question is, what is causing Bitcoin's value appreciation and volatility to date? And will that driver continue into the future? And then second question is, how high can it go? Where is the ceiling for Bitcoin? This will be answered in this article. Now, it goes on to say, um, here is one of, the, one of the paragraphs that I found interesting. Bitcoin is competing with store of value assets. That means gold but also bonds and real estate and equities. In truth, it means that Bitcoin is competing with all assets because all assets serve as a store of value assets, right? And here has a, you know, this beautiful, you know, log value time chart. It says consumption, it says depreciating assets and inflationary assets, scarce assets, equities, and then Bitcoin. Bitcoin has absolute scarcity, which I believe is, is, is responsible for a lot of, its historical performance. Now he goes on to say, what sets the ceiling for asset valuations? This is a piece of the puzzle that usually goes unaddressed. Different assets have different ceilings, meaning the percentage of the global asset pie they could ever realistically be. This is because the valuation of each asset category is constrained by key variables and their respective valuation equations. 
The value of a company is determined by two major inputs, its expected future cash flows and the discounted rate for those cash flows. In other words, how much money can a company realistically expect to pull in and how low are interest rates going to be in the future? For real estate, it's a similar story. Global real estate values constrained by expected future cash flows, mortgage rates, and the amount of new supply being created, new construction. Commodities are different in that sense that interest rates are not a primary input that helps to establish a ceiling for valuations. Instead, commodity valuations are primarily constrained by new supply. And that, I think, is the key passage there, right? What is the what is the competing commodity? What people compare Bitcoin to is gold, right? We all know that Bitcoin that the 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 supply of gold is not capped, right? There is no cap supply. There's speculation, and I'm sure it's true that there's giant asteroids like meteors or comets floating in outer space that have trillions of dollars worth of gold in them. You can't say that there's meteors in outer space that have trillions of Bitcoin in them. We know that there's 21 million Bitcoin and that's it. And a big percentage of that Bitcoin is lost forever. Some people estimate up to 5 million of the 21 million Bitcoin are gone. Anyways, goes on to say, for instance, with gold, gold mining efforts collectively add 2% per year to above ground supply. What makes Bitcoin so different is that the market has to absorb half as much new supply supply from mining every four years. In 2016, 3.6 annual supply growth. Today, 1.8%. In 2024, 0.9%. In 2028, 0.45%. So the inflation rate continues to go down forever. And that is in stark contrast to not only fiat currencies, but also gold itself, right? And gold, I mean, that's what people make the comparison to. That's why they called Bitcoin digital gold. Metaphorically speaking, gravity gets cut in half every four years for Bitcoin. Therefore, the variable that typically constrains the valuation of commodities shrinks to zero over time, meaning that Bitcoin's price ceiling is ultimately set by something else. How attractive Bitcoin is relative to other store of value assets. Bitcoin has a uniquely attractive properties as a store of value asset. When it comes to where people choose to park their value, it's the properties of various assets classes that matter. Overall, you want an asset that can effectively store your purchasing power, propagate it through time undiluted, and hopefully grow that purchasing power along the way. The existing asset classes vary in their ability to de deliver these properties, but Bitcoin outshines them all. It's a claim worthy of skepticism to start with. If Bitcoin is so great, why didn't someone invent it sooner? The, an the, the answer is simple. Bitcoin required the internet to exist before it could be born. You just have to be living through one of the most remarkable periods of human history, the digital revolution. And there's this great graph pointing it out. First, you needed internet adoption. And according to this graph, my personal beliefs as well, and a lot of other really good research from the community, we are in the beginning phase of Bitcoin adoption on a worldwide level. Anyways, it goes on to show more of the scarcity aspects of it. But this is the part that I wanted to focus on. 
because we have to remember Bitcoin's total market cap sitting roughly around $400 billion. We have to compare that to the global asset landscape. So it goes on to say there's a lot of wealth out there. All of it is sitting in assets of one kind or another. But what does the full picture of the global asset landscape look like? Incredibly, there doesn't seem to be a simple high level view of this anywhere. So I spent a day researching and gathering data points in 2021 and have updated that analysis for 2023. This undoubtedly, so if you compare it, guys, this is a visual aspect. So you have billion, 400 billion, gold, 12 trillion, art, 18 trillion, cars, collectibles, 6 trillion, equities, 115 trillion, real estate, 330 trillion, bonds, 300 trillion, money, 120, 120 trillion. This undoubtedly overstates some categories and understates others, may be missing some pieces altogether. Point is, this is a rough picture of all world's value. It's something like $900 trillion in total. In that sense, Bitcoin's total addressable market is the world's balance sheet, all $900 trillion of it. Currently, the world's collective allocation to Bitcoin is just 0.05%, 0.4 trillion out of 900 trillion. That's one, that's one to, the ta to, to the 2,000th of the global asset value. Bitcoin's potential value, which is the point that the, the, the part that you guys have all been waiting for. Usually I don't read as much, but I feel like this is worthwhile specifically because it was Michael Saylor who recommended this article. Not to mention that Adam Back and Hal Finney, the legend Hal Finney, they had a similar train of thought. So this is definitely something to pay attention to. Yes. Is it hopium? Absolutely. This is hopium. 100%. But when you have these very high profile people doing this research and coming to similar conclusions. Maybe it's not something to, you know, totally say 100%. This is exactly what's going to happen, but it's definitely something that you should pay attention to. It's definitely something that is worthy of your time, specifically if you analyze the logic behind them getting to these certain conclusions how approached it in a certain way, Adam Back approached it in a certain way, and the article that Michael Saylor, a public figure, the CEO, or not, no, no longer the CEO, but you know, uh, the board, the chairman of a public company is recommending something like this. So it's obviously something he takes seriously. Anyways, Bitcoin's potential value. Bitcoin enthusiasts often make the mistake of concluding that Bitcoin's potential value is infinite. This is true in dollar terms, since there is no limit to the amount of dollar debasement that can occur into the future, but it is unrealistic in real terms relative to other assets. The truth is that Bitcoin stands in relative competition with other store of value assets, all of which have unique value propositions. A wealthy individual is not very likely to sell their mansion or prize, or I don't know what that is, to buy Bitcoin, but is instead more likely to sell some of their bond portfolio because they believe Bitcoin better fulfills the intended purpose of holding bonds. Even if Bitcoin is the best asset out there, it is foolish to expect that everyone will eventually decide to be 100% Bitcoin. But it is also unrealistic to expect that Bitcoin will remain 0.05% allocation on the world's balance sheet. By addressing each store of values asset bucket, it's possible to estimate what percentage of the value stored in each will be reallocated to Bitcoin once the world collectively understands Bitcoin's unparalleled properties. 
This exercise ultimately yields a full potential valuation of Bitcoin in today's dollars. And here is what I think is a reasonable, even conservative estimate of Bitcoin's full potential. So goes on to say he believes that Bitcoin captured $6 trillion of the gold market, 0.3% of the cars and collectibles, 0.9% of the fine art, stock market, 17 trillion of that, real estate, 50 trillion of that, bonds, 90 trillion of that, money, 36 trillion of that, meaning it could potentially reach $200 trillion market cap, meaning the price of each Bitcoin. This is very, very similar to how Finney's prediction, I might add, is at 10 million US dollars per, per Bitcoin. I might add, and I just want to specify, this is today's dollars. So this is today's dollars. This is the current purchasing purchasing price of Bitcoin. That makes me incredibly bullish. Obviously, I agree because I'm a crazy maxi Bitcoiner. I wouldn't be here um, if I didn't agree in, 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 in Bitcoin's future potential. But I love the breakdown of it. I love the fact that they dive deep. This isn't just another price prediction from uh, you know a, a Bitcoin YouTube channel. It dives deep into it. And I want to emphasize once again, you have someone like Michael Saylor putting his name behind it and retweeting it to the millions of followers that he has. Not to mention how Finney got to a very similar number. Not to mention Adam Back got to a very similar number as well. So it doesn't mean that these things are going to happen in the future, but I think it's worthy of taking a look at it, just pondering it looking at their logic, seeing if you can find flaws in their logic. Obviously, what needs to happen for those numbers to come true is a global acceptance of Bitcoin. There's a plenty of hurdles that we need to overcome for that to happen. Not to mention what Opti was mention, mentioning earlier, the unproductive class, the people that benefit tremendously from the legacy financial system. People like Charlie Munger, right? You know, people like Jamie, Jamie Dimon, right? So there, there's, an, there's a lot of hurdles that need to be jumped, jumped over. There needs to be a lot of education, a lot of people in the West that have the privilege of relatively fiat, uh, stable fiat currencies don't have the incentive to seek alternatives. So a lot of things need to happen for those numbers to come true. But I also think it's a good thought experiment to see what, what when all is said and done, what the potential valuation of Bitcoin could be in the future and that's really why i enjoyed that article a lot but i do i and I, but i am very aware that a lot of people can interpret that as hopium anyways let's go around opti what are your thoughts and then we'll move on to our guests yeah i'll, I'll keep this short so first off shout out to Corey btc on twitter for doing the good work and um you know obviously how finney and adam back and sailor and i really like your context nico of uh sailor you know he's he's obviously very intentional with his words so he can't uh, be stupidly bullish like we can be every single day but uh i think the main point and we said this before we had greg foss come on and say the same thing the total addressable market for bitcoin is 900 trillion dollars and you guys are still bearish out there you guys are still not believing us when we say that we're early like you're not gonna make it wake up we even had someone say it in the chat like bitcoin like you're late to bitcoin like bro read the numbers we are so early to this thing that the global adoption of bitcoin is minimal and you guys are bearish on bitcoin like come on guys it's it, zoom out just that's all i'll say 
Exactly. Zoom. When in doubt, zoom out. No, do some research, bro. Do some, educate yourself, educate. Whenever I, I, I doubted my hodl, like in the, in the beginning years, right? All I did was just for me personally at that time, there was not that much Bitcoin content on YouTube. It isn't like today, but um, I would just listen reruns of Max Kaiser and Andreas Antonopoulos. Andreas Antonopoulos lectures were epic and legendary. And it really made me see that this isn't, yes, fine. You know, you come for the money, but you stay for the revolution. I think that's why we're all here. We want, we want to fix the money, fix the world. Anyways, Aladdin, what are your thoughts on this, bro? What, what was your take on this uh, Sailor's Promoted Hopium article? So I've been following, like reading uh, back into Hal Finney's back in, I think it was 2017, because got it in 2016, started the rabbit hole and found uh, Hal Finney's tweet on that. I mean, it makes sense in, in many points. I, I think that one thing we don't even talk about that often, I don't hear people talk about how many of these, um, we want to call them the elites, the 1% or whatever it is that are literally in their 80s, 90s, some of them even 100 right now, um, within the next five to 10 years, unless they figure out some kind of fountain of youth, uh, they're, they're on their way out. And once they're out, then the allocation of that wealth that has been sitting in a certain position for uh, some of these people the last 40, 50 years, that's going to open up new doors that we can't even dream about. So everything that Sailor's talking about, is, I, in my opinion, is, is right on because as these people start to fall off and their wealth starts to be transferred to their children and their children's children, um, there's going to be a lot more people that are open-minded to um, the potential of Bitcoin, but it's even if they don't believe in it and they don't want the freedom part of Bitcoin, they also don't want to miss the boat. And I think a lot of that, that old money is going to start to flow into Bitcoin like never before over the next five, 10 years as these, these old farts start uh, kicking the bucket. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, but it is going to be a fight, you know, and, 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 and I don't think that they realize their own mortality, you know, because they sure don't act as if they're mortal. They, they act as if, you know, maybe they know something we don't, you know, I have no idea, but Charlie Munger is definitely not talking from a position of I'm 90 something years old, you know, Statistically speaking, I have, if I'm lucky, another decade on this planet. He's talking as if he's going to live another hundred years, you know, which is like. He just might though, Nico. I, it, <laughs> dude, I don't know. He sure acts like that. That's for sure. So anyways, he's a vampire confirmed. Yeah. First he, he, plugged into a robot. The higher, the higher inflation, the longer his lifespan. Anyways, Let's get Brandon in here. Get Brandon in here. I, want, I, gonna, I, need a, I need a Brandon rant. I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that rant and what Charlie Munger's done to live another hundred years. That's a, that's a spaceless <laughs> talk. Um, I'll, I'll keep it quick. Uh, like, like Nico saying, everybody allowed I me. Mean, it's, it's you. If you don't think this is going to be at you know a million, two million, ten million, I mean, you are beyond bearish, just beyond bearish. I mean, this is um, you look at it's it's a very small asset class, right? Four hundred, five hundred billion in market cap. I mean, to get to two hundred trillion, which is what we just outlined right there, that is four hundred times from here. That you know you have to go four hundred x from here currently to get to two hundred trillion, and that two hundred trillion, as many people have noted here, was somewhat of a conservative estimate in, in a way, right? So. Just, just show you the magnitude of how early we truly are. And and, and Jesse Myers does a great job of, of breaking that down to one two thousandth. I love the way he's one of the only ones that breaks it down of how tr 
how early we truly are to Bitcoin. And, and it's going to catch a lot of people by surprise, unfortunately. They're not going to get in until they deserve it, I guess, later on. Right. And that's kind of the, how, how it works. So I'll keep it short, keep it pithy. But that's uh, we are so beyond early. I feel like uh, CK up here, just like we are so early. We, we are so early, guys. This is you got to be incredibly bullish. Uh, but right there again, 400 trillion uh, or 400 billion, 500 billion market cap. You got to go for 400 X just to get to 200 trillion. So uh, a, a long way to go. Amen to that. AC, what, what are your thoughts on all this? Um, I appreciate you, by the way, reading most of that article. Um, I tweeted it out yesterday because I saw, you know, Sailor posted it. And then I even made a comment thanking the author. Um, what's his quote? Croasis, but um, he responded back. They responded back, back saying, my pleasure. Good one to have saved to share with friends and family. And I absolutely agree with that. It is definitely an article that he's breaking down a lot of data, a lot of information, but it's very important information as, for us to know. Um, but the way he breaks it down for someone like me who can understand and comprehend and start soaking it in, and I'm a Bitcoin. Um, I'm a Bitcoiner. So even articles like this is so important because I'm taking it in. I'm learning. I'm comprehending. So I really appreciated this article. And I love that you read it, like I said. Um, but it's kind of, you know, going back to even the cards that we do, it's it's really bringing education and important information, make simplifying it so that you can share it with your um, with with family and friends. I have family that has invested in gold and other investments. So I think having this breakdown, um, this article is so important so we can understand that this really is, Bitcoin really is in the playing field with um, these other assets. And not only that, it's finally we, an asset that can't be manipulated at the end of the day, I think people are looking for truth and we're looking for um, things that we can invest, learn about, and that has value that cannot be ma manipulated. So that's a big, um, you know, that's, I love that part of Bitcoin. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Murdoch, what's your thoughts on this, bro? Yeah, uh, mine will be short as well. That's a super awesome article. Uh, there's definitely going to be more than 0% of all assets moving into uh, Bitcoin. Uh, I've personally already done it, uh, as many listening and watching, I'm sure, have as well. Uh, otherwise, using dollar terms, it's bearish to price Bitcoin in dollars. 100%. I love that. All right, last but not least, Aladdin, what's your take on this before we get to no, the No, he started it. He started it. Let's get to the memes, Nico. Let's All get right, to the dude, memes. So many people. Too many people. So many too people. Too many, many, many people. My mind is spinning. Let's do it, memes. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. Let's go, boys and girls. Uh, you already know Kaboom Racks. 
This is the meme review. It's your favorite portion of the show, but since we went over a little long today, I did kind of have to thin it out so uh, we don't go over way too long today. Anyways, we say it all the time. Tweet to the bullets. Memes are the artillery. You guys are frontline soldiers in this information war. Make sure you make the memes. Make sure you spread the signal. Make sure you get the calls of actions. And, you know, maybe get yourself some trading cards when they come out so we can orange pill more people. Okay, anyways. Let's full screen this, Nico, so we can see this. So this first one, shouts out to my buddy, empty underscore banks. And he goes, happens every single time without fail. And what's he talking about? He's got this meme here where dad's talking to his son. He goes, remember, son, the best thing about Bitcoin bull markets is all the haters and faithless shills get to eat your shit. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Nico, had to to do it. Okay, this next one is Homer Simpson grabbing a little note from one of these, uh, you know, free financial advice things. You see on the bulletin board and it says you don't have enough bitcoin and after today's news segment i know all of you guys are feeling the same way oh my god we do not have enough bitcoin you better stack some sats after this show is over or maybe even during anyways this next one is by at maxi's club shouts out to you bro and he goes three 13 313 just ask and he goes when someone asks me anything about bitcoin have a seat have a seat. I, I will teach you about Bitcoin, and it's going to be a long-winded rant. So as long as you can take it, have a seat. And back to just being stupidly bullish. Honestly, I didn't know we were going to have this much hopium on today's show, Nico. But anyways, it's fitting. And I put this tweet out the other day. Good morning. Accumulating Bitcoin is freedom. And we got this response by legend underscore 5115. And it goes, how I feel watching Bitcoin pump. Hashtag BTC, and it's this what I, what I can only assume is a really big Boom. dude right next to an even bigger bull. So stay bullish, stay stay bullish, friends. Bullish. Continuously stay bullish. All right, so you already know the the deal. Uh, drop your meme review score chat in the in the or meme review score in the chat, and we will cover it live. Um, I don't know if I've used this yet, Nico, but I am going to do just one single AirPod. It's <laughs> a really good score. Mm. I'm gonna give it. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Hold oh, you on. forgot. We forgot. We're adding new segments to the segment. He can't segment. even get it. I'm gonna give it a hat. A beefsteak hat. Ooh. Miami beefsteak hat. A limited edition. Yes. Love beefsteak. Beef we need, we needed the epic music. All right. What what is that book called? Dichotomy of Leadership by Jocko. That's uh, Bitcoiners leading the way. Let's go. I I like that. I like that. Aladdin, what would you give those memes? Giving it a Satoshi's gift. Ooh. Very nice. Very nice. All right. AC, what would you give those memes? I'm going to give, I I pulled this. I'm going to give it a beautiful Bitcoin card. Oh. Start it off. Okay. Okay. Very nice. And last but not least, Murdoch, what would you give those memes? Uh, I'm going to give it a lightning sticker. I got. Here. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. that's a good nice. score. Uh, looks like it's a bit uh, blurry. Nice. So it says, I got lightning working, but all I got was this sticker. <laughs> very, very, very <laughs> nice. you know. Shouts very, out to the Blockstream nice. team. I got one of those as well. I think I framed mine. All right, guys, nice. before, before, before we get to the fan scores, Opti is wearing the Simply Bitcoin merch exclusively on representltd.com. He's wearing the orange shirt. You can use the promo code simply-bitcoin. I'm wearing the Simply Bitcoin merch, the camo merch. Nice. You guys know that I like camo. 
only on representltd.com. You can use the promo code simply dash Bitcoin. Anything on the store, get yours while supplies last. Anyways, let's when get monetary to- demons. When, Dude, when monetary demons. when monetary i think it says that on one of one of the on the, yeah, one on of the, the truth bombs, bombs i think on the truth bombs okay, i think good. it says that elaine i give the memes the 21 million dollar 21 million bitcoin cap there's nothing like it in money or store of value in the history of the world very nice very nice elaine jasmina just i always say that wrong i give those memes a slice of pound cake okay <laughs> Oh, spicy take from Nihilus Fields. Hold on, spicy take from Fields. The opposite, the opposite of Opti. Bitcoin trading cards will be more secure than Bitcoin when 21 million cap is exploited by the Bitcoin company. Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the best I saw that Opti's card has to have Christy Lagarde and his girlfriend. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it has to have Christy Lagarde in the background. <laughs> Bitcoin, Becca, I give the memes a zap on Noster. Yes, I like that. Absolutely. What is the next one? What are we? Is that all? Opti? Another spicy one. Another okay. spicy I one. I give the memes one Nico kicked out of Simply Bitcoin, just like Game so cute. <laughs> nah, dude. Nah, <laughs> you know son. Come nah. on, son. Close, but I won that fight. Igor, I give those memes. Not great. Not terrible. Next one. <laughs> Next one, Bitcoin for Canadians. I give the memes Christia Freeland's tight, twitchy attitude. Oof, oof, oof. Kazen, I give the memes the central banks shitting themselves over BTC. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Hammersaw, I give the memes a bald Elon Musk head. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Okay. If you know, you know. Think orange. I give the memes Charlie Munger secretly doing orange poo. Okay, very nice. <laughs> orange shit, R- I think? Rave oh. elevator. I give the memes one proof of war sp- speech from Brandon. Very, very nice. Very nice. That's right, what we team. got, Nico. That's what we got. No, bro. We only stop when there's a buzzer. <laughs> we only stop when there's no more. <laughs> there's a buzzer. No, it's because of the buzzer. Anyways, guys, make sure to check us out. Uh, check out our Telegram group. It's absolutely free. Go to www.t.me slash TV. And also check out the written version of the show. Go to www.simplybitcoin.news. I want to thank our awesome guests, Thank you so much for joining us today on Simply Bitcoin Live. I'm going to go around the horn. Aladdin, where can people find you? No, I already asked you guys this question. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us on Simply Bitcoin Live. I'm incredibly bullish on your project. Those cards look incredible. You heard it. Guys, go to the Bitcoin 2023 conference. That's where you're going to see them. You can take advantage of the promo code simply. Get 10% off your tickets. Opti and I will see you there as well. And hopefully we can see these awesome Bitcoiners as well. Love you all. The party continues on on Simply Bitcoin's Twitter spaces, which we co-host over with our friends over at Swan Bitcoin. Best place to stack sats built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. Go check out swan.com if you haven't already done so. See you guys on Twitter spaces we got about 25 minutes of party on Twitter spaces. See a lot of you guys Let's there. Let's go. Let's Peace go. Out.